If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Daily Roto Hour here on SportsGrid. My name is Davis Maddock. I'm joined by Michael Leone from Daily Roto and Anthony Amico. Hey, we got it. We are here to, uh, you know, continue our off-season discussion as we work through the world with no sports. And uh, we thought that we'd talk to you guys about something that is near and dear to our hearts, which is... Dynasty fantasy football and the best way to set up a league because I imagine that a lot of you guys who are watching this show if you're watching on sports grid if you were listening to this podcast on the sports grid fantasy football podcast feed you probably have a lot of time on your hands you probably are sitting in your living room in your couch wherever and you're just like man I am bored I want to compete I want to do something and maybe the League of Legends DFS maybe it's not scratching the itch that you want it to scratch so the idea behind this show is we're going to talk to you about how to set up a Dynasty Fantasy League uh, Dynasty Fantasy Football League rather uh, some of the ideal settings and then probably talk through some player evaluations and maybe even discuss some of the trades that we've had in leagues that we have been in over the last few weeks because uh leone went on full life tilt uh amico how you doing buddy are you are you excited to get back in you you recently quit all of your leagues because you thought you were spending too much time <laughs> little did you know little did you know. yeah i mean i'm obviously just a complete fish and uh i've regretted every decision i've made in dynasty in terms of leaving but i'm hyped dude i mean the fact that you've said my name correctly twice now you're like this is the longest streak ever i'm, I'm ready to go that's like the natural way to say it. I don't get like he. How would you say Amico? Why would you say it Amico, that way? Amico is like the phonetics, right? Like you look at it and it's A M I C O. 
Yeah. No, tons of people do that the first time. It just mm-hmm. like only because I've worked with Davis for so long, like the fact that he does it, it like it has like that little extra, you know. <laughs> it, it, would be like, it would be like if people still called me Matek or David, both of which tilt me to the absolute moon. Or fantasy wonder kid. Matek. <laughs> Matek makes it sound like you're like an erector set to put together or something. I don't know. People call me Leone instead of Leone. That's pretty common, though. I could see that. It doesn't really tilt me too much. What tilts me is Davis and Drew's trade ethics in Dynasty Fantasy Football. But this is why you should do Dynasty Fantasy Football if you're bored. Because the values, people's valuation systems are just all over the map. There is no true consensus, which is pretty amazing. I mean, there's you know certain market value on stuff. But depending what the timeline is for your team to compete and how you value different things. I don't know. It could just swing so wildly. Like I've seen DeAndre Hopkins 30th in dynasty rankings. I've seen him eighth in dynasty rankings, you know, and there's no one in a redraft league that could be considered taking eighth. That could also be considered, Oh, maybe you should be taking 30th. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, that is correct that it, you know, it just, it just doesn't really happen that. So, I mean, one of the, one of the great things about dynasty is kind of, as you're saying, you know, everyone is going to not only value players differently, but just kind of play the game in a slightly different way. And like, that's one of the cool things about startups is there will, there'll be the people who are obviously trying to win right away. So like, you know, they're drafting old guys. They're just stacking old guys on old guys on old guys in the back half of the draft. Cause you will, you will get in leagues where, like I'm I'm doing a startup right now on FFPC where I drafted Chris Carson in the 10th round because the the super likely outcome is that this is Chris Carson's last year of being fantasy relevant. The like I, there's a good chance that Rashad Penny overtakes him, that the Seahawks draft a running back, that Chris Carson's just not good, but for a team like I drafted uh, there were just a couple things that fell in my lap early on in the draft. Like Julio Jones fell to me with the last pick of the fifth round. So I was like, so I was like, okay, I'm going to start trying to compete this year yeah. because Julio's going to be good for probably two more years, but he's very unlikely to recoup that in a trade. So I just made the decision that I was going to try and draft a little bit more, uh, thinking of competing in this year. And that, I mean, obviously that's a huge thing. Um, you know, figuring out your strategy or changing your strategy in the middle of the draft. So Leone, how do you approach uh, the startups that you've done most of the time? So the leagues I like, and I think we're going to be constructing here is a best ball league. Cause the idea is there's pockets of times throughout the year where you want it super involved. And it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of intense trading around drafts in the startup itself around the rookie draft but you don't want it to be overly time consuming throughout the year in case you're doing regular leagues and whatnot. So best ball is the best way to do that. And also a slow draft for the startup. So there's, so you, and then you can allow lots of trading during the startup league itself. So I was in a league, you mentioned how you were going for it. I was in a league where a guy ended up with almost every pick in this year's rookie draft. It was a startup in 2019 and he just kept trading down and trading down and it seemed insane, but depending on your league setup, you know, if you start a whole ton of guys sacrificing some studs up top and just getting a super usable deep roster and a ton of future assets is really interesting. And it's one of those like zig while well, everybody else is zags type of things where everyone was kind of, I wouldn't say full on going for it, but they were doing a pretty normal strategy. So this guy who sold off 
from the get-go in the startup draft ended up with all these mega valuable assets. And it's just kind of fun that you can do these kind of all-encompassing strategies that you don't really have the opportunity to do in redraft. So I think best ball you want it to be and also a slow draft with trading for sure. And then Amico, I think we're going to go for some nuances, but like I don't know how you feel about the rookies. If you'd rather have them be in the startup draft, not in the startup draft. I was considering having the rookie picks be in the startup draft since we'll do this before the actual NFL draft. And then that way you still get to do the rookie draft too. Yeah, I mean, anything to prolong the drafting because that's clearly the best part for everyone. I definitely think that adds a layer of strategy than just having the players because, I mean, you can definitely take like, like I think everyone here loves Cam Akers, but like if Cam Akers ends up on the Jaguars or something, like we're going to hate it. So, like, if you take him in a startup now, there's a chance that in a month it's just a complete stone disaster, and you spend. That's no, that's you know. the best though. That's like, so I am in, um, I'm in a league where one of the wrinkles that we do is that uh, the rookie draft is before the NFL draft, which gives some insane values, and then also like, uh, like you'll lose your pick basically because the guy you thought was good is so bad. So the example is last year in this draft. Uh, Hakeem Butler went at the 105. Oh my gosh. So, so that's like, which at the time was reasonable. Like that's no, kind know, of where it's where he was like consensus ranked and now he's useless. And that was a first round pick wasted. That was probably valued at a really high level. Like, you know, when it, I, I can't remember if that pick, had I don't been know traded if I like that. I don't know. I don't like it. Well, of course, of course, Leone doesn't like it because he is team. You can't evaluate these players and randomness and and everything. I no, like I don't. Because- I don't mind random. Like I, I, I don't mind randomness. I just think the strategy is a bit more fun with trading. I think the trading of the picks becomes a bit more fun when there's a bit more optionality attached to the pick and a bit more certainty that you're going to do well. Whereas, I feel like I'd be very, very hesitant to ever trade into the first round or trade up in a, if the rookie draft was constructed that way because I wouldn't want to take Hakeem Butler at the 105. So that's like, that's the edge though, right? See, as you can see, Leone, Davis is already looking to exploit everyone and that's why well, he likes it. Right. <laughs> that's why so the way that... Edges. The way that I think about it is that it's going to do it's going to be better for people who are grinding prospects like starting in January. Yeah, so I don't I don't do that. So I guess there's just bias on my end. I think it's a little bit more fun. And but the, I guess the, the one aspect I'll say as far as fun, the way you do it is the actual NFL draft then becomes it is a double sweat. A, yeah, yeah, a big sweat. So. I guess, so, so like, what do you example, guys think? So that's the first big decision in this league we're constructing then. Do we want the rookies in the startup draft or do we want the rookie picks? In the, I, the, the picks actually are like another element of strategy. So like to give, so in my draft that I did where the rookie picks were involved in the startup, I didn't take any. I just, I just took, I just took players because my thought was, Yes, obviously that will because I and I also knew that the draft was going to be taking place before the NFL draft. So I thought that the picks would go pretty early. The one mistake I made. So this was in 2019. So this was the Kyler Murray year and it was a super flex league, which we'll talk about why super flex is best here in a little bit. But so Kyler Murray was obviously going to be that pick. He just he was going to go number one overall. He was going to go first overall in the rookie draft and he didn't go. I believe that pick did not go until the fifth round 
of that startup. And I think if it had just been Kyler Murray, it would have been third, fourth round because like Burrow in Superflex Dynasty Gee, startups this year is going pretty early. That's nuts because the pick's worth more than the player, I feel like, because you have the option to take the player or trade that pick into other things. So you would but I but I understand there's like a mental disassociation there when you don't actually see the name. But so I suppose we could do both then, right? We could include the picks and not the rookies in the startup draft and then still do the rookie draft before the NFL draft. Um, we don't have to make that determination now, I guess. We'll have to before we actually start the startup draft, though. Uh, how many... Po- so I guess before... So I think we've decided we're going to include the rookie picks. But we need to get some idea on scoring system and roster format you know, to determine like how many rounds is this thing even going to be. So there are basically two different ways you can go about this is you can go so deep that the waiver wire almost doesn't matter. Like the only thing left out there is like sixth wide receivers, backup tight ends, third string quarterbacks. Right. So that that's about 30 man rosters or you go so shallow that you have to grind the waiver wire. And that's like, 19 20 man roster something like that uh amico which one do you prefer i like deeper i like i just Same. like i like owning the super random like the, the rotoviz guys like i like owning those guys you know yeah and you just never get scotty that miller yeah dude scotty miller like, scotty <laughs> miller uh yeah like i i prefer i prefer that as well like i like to be able to have uh tyrone swope sitting there as my seventh tight end in case he has the sixth season breakout well dude the I best don't... part about best ball is that like that guy catches one touchdown and he's in your lineup. Like you just yeah, feel you're, so you're, good. You're using you feel his score. so good. <laughs> yeah. I also think that helps with not making it overly burdensome throughout the year. You know, even the summer fabs that you're doing, even if you're doing best ball, no in-season management, it's going to be tough. People in July, like, well, this July might be different, but most Julys don't want to be grinding that fat, you know, that once a month fab period or however you end up doing waivers, which I guess we can talk about. So I think deeper as well. How deep do you want the starters though? Cause I feel like the league I started with you and drew and Ricky and Pacheco that are in last year that Amico always hears us tilt about. I feel like we might start one or two, too many players but I don't know what your thoughts are. I think we start 11 guys and it's super flex, which gets no, that's, really deep. That's awesome. That's you awesome. So? I, more more starting spots is always better. Yeah. Well, I was thinking 10 because then your roster's like three, like literally three X the starting lineup. I, it's always it's always about the math for me. So that's <laughs> I just like having like the number. More rather, so let's say so I'd I'll rather start, 12 then. Let's go 30 roster spots. We can work on the starters. Slow draft for sure. I'm trying to set this up with um, my fantasy league. It's not the most user friendly of sites, but it's the best in terms of well, you can I just set up the league however you want. I think it's relatively user friendly once you've used it once. Like once you, I think I've played in enough leagues that I don't get confused by it anymore. It is. It's not the prettiest website that's ever existed, but it is very functional. I get confused, but. We can. So this is this is a little bit okay. of free advertising, but it's also honest. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that. I mean, we use it for you. You would not be able to do what we're doing on any other site. So I, I love that. I just oh, have a hard sure. time sometimes. Yeah. But the OK, so as far as 
I guess before the number of starting spots, Davis, why don't you go into why it has to be super flex? So it has to be super flex because there really is a whole other layer of strategy when you play in super flex. When you're just playing in a dynasty league, 12 quarterbacks, it's like either you get Mahomes or Lamar or you just you just do not care. Like you just you're you're not you're taking Philip Rivers, you're you're taking Ben Roethlisberger, you're you're grinding out Fitz, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you're you're streaming quarterbacks, and I what well, and I think that the fact that you can stream quarterbacks in in that just really takes away the element of dynasty because it's either like you own one of like four guys or what's the point? Like I just I I don't even know if I play in any dynasty leagues that are not super flex. It it doesn't even sound fun to me to play in one that isn't. Yeah, I mean, it's the guy that touched the ball the most, and it like for it to be the player you sweat the least, like just it doesn't yeah, even really make sense, and it's less fun. Yeah, and it, it makes so, more players valuable, which it should be the point. The and then the so I think it should be tight end premium as well, and there's different ways to do that. I'm in one league where you have to start two tight ends to make tight ends more valuable. I'm in another one where it's one and a half PPR for tight ends and full for everyone else. I prefer the premium scoring versus forcing two tight ends. Uh, where do you guys sit on that one? I I like both. I like I like tight I like tight I like tight end premium and start two with the option to start one or more and flex. I like the I, I like scoring. the option to start, but like I mean, but I don't like the minimum requirement of two right. as a way to boost the value. Yeah, I mean, I think the premium scoring is better just because it it keeps good players good and it doesn't make you, like, I don't know, like, I would just be on super tilt if it was like I was losing matches consistently because my second tight end was, like, garbage. And I don't know. I mean, I guess that's part of the strategy. But I would just rather, like, my lineup consist of more good players. That's why I would prefer the premium scoring and, like, basically mostly flex spots instead of having, like, strict roster construction. Okay, so... Uh, I'm in line with Amico. The one thing I want to say about super flex, sometimes I feel like it jumps from one extreme to the other where quarterbacks don't mean anything to, oh my God, everyone just in a race to grab. They're so meaningful that in a way they're meaningless because everyone's just in a race to grab whatever quarterback they can. So someone suggested, and I think it was Peter Overset's friend, and I forgot his name on Twitter. Pat Curran. no, it wasn't Crane. It was one of the other guys that did the ship chasing with him. But he suggested super flex, but slightly deflated quarterback scoring, which I, I, oh, I thought I was that. intriguing. I saw that. I know what you're talking concept. about. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was intriguing because then like, you still want a lot of quarterbacks, but you're not like totally screwed if you don't have two starting quarterbacks. Like it's you know, going to be an you know, edge, you know who, but not. You know who owns in that format? That would just be become. You either you get a running quarterback or you don't care. So that would be Lamar, Dak, uh, Josh Allen. Like that would be the uh, the running quarterback situation, and that would just uh, really elevate things to the next level. Quarterback rushing TDs like four too. If you if you wanted to, you could do it. You 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 could. could. That's a stupid rule. That 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 just makes them worth less points than they actually get on the field. So that was uh, our initial look. We're obviously going to continue this discussion when we get back from the break, running through our original Dynasty Fantasy Football settings here on the Daily Roto Hour. I am Davis Maddock. I'm joined by Michael Leone and Anthony Amico, and we will be back right after this.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, welcome back from break. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by Michael Leone and Anthony Amico here on the Daily Roto Hour on SportsGrid Television. You also might be listening to this on the SportsGrid Fantasy Football Podcast. We are here discussing our ideal settings, our ideal setup for a dynasty fantasy football league, talking through some of the different ways of scoring, talking through some of the different ways to do the draft. And right now we are discussing whether or not your league should be super flex, I think all three of us are in favor of it being super flex, which I guess this is actually an important distinction. So super flex means you can use two quarterbacks. It does not mean that you have to use two quarterbacks. And this impacts scoring in a really interesting way because people treat the quarterback values and the trades 
Like, you have to start two quarterbacks. But actually, Leone, in these best ball leagues, quarterback scoring matters a little bit fractionally less because there are going to be players that outscore your quarterbacks at, like, a relatively decent clip. Yeah, but then when you... This is where, like, it's all dynamic. When you throw in the fact that you're starting 10 or 11 guys, then all of a sudden, generally... A quarterback's going to be better than your ninth best flex guy. Almost every time. Like, you'd yeah. have to just be completely loaded, I think. Yeah. Um, like, if it was normal starting rosters and a super flex, like just a couple flex and super flex, then yeah, you know, it might not happen all the time. But when you're starting eight regular flexes or whatever, so so we're starting 10 guys. So one quarterback, one super flex, at least one wide receiver, one tight end, one running back. What would your guys' preferences be for the other five spots to like either make them all general flexes or would you make like min two running backs, two receivers? I like I would the off flex. I would do min two running backs, min two wide receivers, and then flexes. I'm torn. You got the grit. I kind of like forcing a little bit of balance, but I also think there might be more edge for the sharps if you just do min one and you could like really just load up on receivers and then like I mean guys like uh guys like Marlon Mack and stuff in that format are just like basically useless. Like you you they'd go in right. like the ninth round. So I feel like two then is better, right? So so two like, if you go to one, you do the same argument as quarterback, where it's like only one third of the pool matters, and then everyone else, it's just who gets lucky with touchdowns that week. Yeah. So, well, okay. I mean, you still would start a bunch of flex, but yeah. So I think you do min two, then running back receivers. I like forcing like a little bit of balance. So then, like, three general flexes and one super flex is what. So one quarterback, two running back. Two wide receiver, one tight end. And if you didn't hear us mention kicker and defense, that was very intentional. There are no kickers and defenses. Yeah, I don't. So I don't like that when you join these startups on FFPC, uh, best ball or not, you you still have to draft kickers and defenses in Dynasty, which is like, I, I, first of all, I, I love being able to play on a software where I don't have to be the commissioner and no one I know has to be the commissioner. Like the rules are set in place. Someone else handles yeah. the money. Someone else handles everything. Like, so I'm not complaining about the FFPC. I think it's great. I like playing there. Um, but big bummer on the kickers and the defenses. All right. So this, so I think we've got it then. So you could start anywhere between one and five tight ends, two and six wide receivers, two and six running backs, one to two quarterbacks. We didn't really make a final determination on if we wanted to limit quarterback scoring in any way. I kind of like that the quarterback, like, I, I don't know, like, it's 20% of your roster. Like, who cares if the quarterbacks score a lot? Like, that's their job, you know? All right, all right. So Let's we'll go. do regular quarterback scoring. We won't do six points per passing touchdown. because we. Okay, wanna... wait, 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 wait. No, yeah, that's four fine. points is fine. Um, do we want to, do we want to make this like actually fun and do bonuses. Oh, I just assumed that that was a lock. I don't think I, the, the, the leagues that the leagues that Leone and I are in together. I'm quite certain there are no bonuses. There are no bonuses. I I've never been a big bonus guy, but Hey, if we want to, I mean, I know it's, I, it sounds like I'm being outvoted. So like, that's fine. Yeah. I don't know. It's super arbitrary, but it's the best. It's the best sweat every, like every game. It's the best sweat. <laughs> 
Here, let me. Um, I'm I'm tr I'm trying to like set this up at the same time. So, and I got an error, which means I screwed something up. Of course, of course. Uh, so so you guys can talk through the bonuses while I. So the the argument against bonuses are that like, what's the difference between getting 99 rushing yards and 101 rushing yards? Absolutely nothing. Uh, so why should you get an extra bonus point? I think. What if there was like integer related bonuses? Like you get over you get over 100 yards and you get a bonus one bonus point for that but you get over 120 yards you get one and a half bonus points for that you get over 150 you get three bonus points for that like it, it would work on like uh like a progressive scale i don't like i know mfl is really customizable i don't know if it's that customizable no but... it definitely is you definitely can do that like if you set it if you, you, you just have to set it so that you get those points like you have to just be careful where it's not like, oh, three-point bonus for 100 and then another three-point bonus for, like, bonus 200. Three. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, you'd have to, like, score it that way. But I'm game for whatever. I, like, I just like, again, like, you asked, like, what's the difference between 99 yards and 100? The difference is that at 100, you get three points. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> My brain is just, like, so broken from DraftKings that it's, like, I'm just hardwired to believe that that is true. So what about long plays? Are we doing like all the bonuses? I also, I also love, I also love that. So like, I love bonuses for touchdowns over fifty yards, bonuses for touchdowns over seventy-five yards. Huge fan because that that sort of stuff will actually like the the ninety-nine to one hundred yards. That doesn't change your draft strategy at all, but the bonus scoring will change your draft strategy a little bit. Like, there's a little bit of uh, like tie-breaking sort of stuff that you will think, and it will make you more interested in wide receivers as opposed to running backs too. So as far so like so you you have the option on MFL MFL for receptions at 20 plus yards and 40 plus yards. Where do you draw the line? You just want it all in there or what? Why wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean I'm not as, I'm not nearly as passionate about distance scoring as I am about general arbitrary bonuses, but uh I'm not like I wouldn't fight you on it. You know, like, okay. I think 20 is a little weak, though. I mean, what's 20 yards? You know, like, yeah, oh, you score from just outside the too. red zone. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. If you score from the other team side of the field, so 50 or more. So it looks like I can do 40 or more in like their default setting. So we're just going to do 40 because it's easier. And then we'll do 50 on passing plays. Love it. And then 40 on rushing. Okay. So we can do bonuses and stuff like that. That's cool. Four more reasons to draft Sammy Watkins. There we go. Oh, oh. man. <laughs> Sammy Watkins isn't even going to be a Kansas City Chief by the time that this league takes place, unfortunately. He'll probably be a uh, Houston Roughneck. <laughs> so full PPR is a given, right? Yeah, with tight yeah, end absolutely. premium. With tight end premium. One and a half for tight ends. What if we what if we make what if we make receptions for quarterbacks worth like six points? No, well, that's actually, stupid. Where where do you guys stand on half PPR for running backs and full for receivers and one and a half for tight ends? Hate it because it ruins yeah. ruins how I think about running backs. I only ask because I just think it makes like more players viable. That was that the position. that was the Scott Fishbowl rule, right? Was it kills yeah. their value and flexed, and we're no, starting a lot true. of flex. Well, unless you did just like half PPR for everyone and then a full for tight ends instead of one in one and a half. So that's like two X for the tight ends instead of just uh 
you know? Like yeah. 100%. I'm up for either, honestly. I'm up for either. I'm up think? for full PPR. I, like, I, I, hate, I hate 0.5 for running backs. I, I kind of want to do 0.5 to tilt Davis now, but... <laughs> I mean, Leone, you draft very similar to me. Like, who are you drafting? Who's benefiting from this? You're not. You're not drafting. I can, I can change the way I think. I'm a flexible man. The, the reason you love best ball is that it allows you to do all this mad scientist stuff, and then you just can <gasps> me me in the sheets. You're you're the one who has to do bonuses, extra bonuses for QB catches. Yeah, just because yeah. that's fun. Like that's honestly, <laughs> that's just yeah. a good wrinkle. I don't even know what I'm thinking. I'm I'm suggesting something that's going to reduce scoring. That's that's obviously very lame. So I apologize. That's weak. Okay, let me see. Polioni's hook, so it's definitely going to happen. Oh man, you get a <laughs> lot of options on my fantasy league. So yeah, here's so one. You can do. Instead of the instead of straight bonus, you could do like one like like a passing's one point every twenty five yards. You could do it one point every 20 yards once you get past a certain threshold. Maybe you guys said that. And I missed it. Love but. it. Love it. After 300 yards, more, so, more bonuses, more. Yeah. So instead of like a straight bonus, oh. it's like, so same thing. So like receiving yeah. yards, you could say like, instead of one point every 10 yards, once you get past a hundred, it's one point every eight yards. Oh, I like that better. I think that's better. I think so too. <laughs> what if we do both? I think I, I like, I, mean, like I let so, you guys vote, but I don't so like both. This is, I like this doing... is why I like the idea of just awarding points for more things and awarding more points for more benchmarks is like, who doesn't love logging into MFL and seeing like 360 versus 340? Like that's the best. <laughs> Which by the way, I think that the winner of the league that you guys, that we are in together, uh, I believe that the winner of this league Ricky and Pacheco. I think they scored 300 points in the championship game. Well, I'm pretty like sure. Sickies, though. Probably a lot. The, well, was, the scoring is going to be even higher now. I'm trying to figure out the um, the uh, sorry. I'm trying to figure out the bonus stuff. I'm not like totally comprehending these options on mfl it's like too advanced for me i mean it's, i'm trying it, to figure out how i can do the combined so have we just are we going to do bonus at 100 yards and reduce the yardage length or just reduce the yardage length i guess you could just make the bonus earlier right like you could do it that's at 50 so yards scott, in the scott fishbowl that's what they did is the bonus came in at 50 yards and then it was ascending after that so we could say after 50 yards, would it be every five yards or would that be too much? Probably every cut... 25 after that. No, no, no. I mean, I'm talking like instead of a point. point for every 10 yards, it would be a point for every five yards after 50? I would say eight. Eight. Sure. We'll say seven. Seven and a half. We'll just split the difference. Seven and a half is what I would have said. I didn't even know you could do that. We're going to do whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> I sounded really drunk there. 100%. I had flashbacks. <laughs> whatever we want. Peter Oversat's been having me do some shots on this stream. So, are we sorted on the bonuses? I did figure out how to mix bonuses, though, which I'm a little giddy. A little giddy. 
we'll 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 sort that out. There will be some combination of bonuses. All right, what's the what's the next thing that we have to tackle? Okay, so we're gonna do crazy bonuses, QB scoring. Um, I don't know if we I, we already emphasized the slow draft and the, to make sure there's lots of trades in the rookie draft as well. Whether you have that before or after the NFL draft, always make, a slow draft. So I think that one, like I think the startup works as a like a legit slow draft. I think the rookie draft works as a JJ Zacharyson runs a league. That's the one where you drafted Darren Waller, where it was kind of a hybrid. We did the draft all in one night, but you had like 15 minutes to pick or something. So you could work out trades, but it wasn't painfully slow. I thought that was kind of cool. I don't know what you guys prefer. prefer. I prefer the painfully slow because then you can just, you can just um, counter for hours and hours and hours. I should have seen this Davis. (laughs) Oh, I, you know, well, I would have said, no, you, would have said you, whatever you, you talk, Amico, because I don't trust myself right now. Well, I would have just said, like, whatever we do for the startup, like, maybe just that clock, half of that clock for the rookie draft. So, like, if it's an eight-hour clock, you get four hours for the rookie draft. Okay, we can do uh, that. I do either. agree it should be a little faster, but I think 15 minutes, like, that doesn't scratch my trading itch. All right, eight and four, it's decided. So, that works. How many years out? So this is one thing for people signing stuff out, and I kind of screwed this up in our Buffalo League, Davis, but just as far as logistics work, how many years out can you trade picks, and how does paying for future years work? Like, what's this? What's the norm for taking people's entry fees? Do you take one three, this year and half for, of the next three years? Three years for both. No, you do. Oh, boy. I did that really wrong then. I just took, like, one year. You think three no is wonder- normal? I think three is normal. I would have said, well, maybe I, so like, maybe that's just what I do is I just, cause well, also a lot of startups I'm in, I try and win the first year. Like I try and draft pretty aggressively to win the first year. You're trading the 2022 picks. No, no. So I can pay. And then I can, when I, when the winnings come out, I can just say, keep X, Y, and Z so that I'm paid up for two years. Oh yeah. No, that's smart. I, I would have said like you you pay for two years up front and then like if you trade picks past that you have to pay for like you have to have paid for any year where you've traded a draft pick would have okay. been my you know my general rule so like if we're doing this like you pay for 2020 and 2021 if you trade a 2022 draft pick that's fine but then you got to pay for that year okay and then next year you keep you keep it so you're always paid for this year and the next year right. So next year, so everyone pays for 2020, 2021. Then next year, I would collect 2022. And you, yeah, and you can't trade picks for a year you haven't paid for. Correct. Can't trade. Okay. And then as far as how many years out can you trade picks? Like this year plus t- current year plus two? Is that? Yeah. I think three yeah. is the max. That should be. I loud. think ours is set up as three, but I'd rather have it be two because I feel like to almost save people from themselves, I feel like. <laughs> Like if I'm no, you're totally right. If it's current year plus three, especially in these, because you can do trading before the rookie draft, that means you could trade 2023. Like picks. theoretically, you could trade Stefan Diggs for like a, like a 2021 first and get away with it, and you'd feel you'd feel really good about the results of those picks. So we are here on Daily Roto Hour. 
on Sports Grid Television. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by Anthony Amico and Michael Leone, talking through how to set up the best Dynasty League possible. We have one more segment left to go, so we will be back right after this break with the rest of setting up the best possible settings for your Dynasty Fantasy Football League. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the last segment of the Daily Roto Hour here on Sports Grid Television. My name is Davis Maddock. I'm joined by Michael Leone and Anthony Mika. We are running through how to, to have the absolute best settings for a Dynasty Fantasy Football League this offseason, running through uh, on MyFantasyLeague.com, setting up a new league that we are going to be starting, but hoping that some of you guys will follow these settings as well. Uh, Leone, where, where are we at here? 
So we covered the entry fees. I think we decided two years up front, you're always paid for two years. And if you trade any other picks for a year, you have to be paid for that year. As far as picks allowed, current year's rookie draft plus two years. Uh, that makes sense. And I think that brings us to how you do free agency and how you do in-season management. So this is going to be a best ball scoring, so you're not setting lineup. My plan is so to have... We, we should probably explain a little bit why best ball scoring is better, which is... Uh, I mean, the first reason is it just means that you can draft more teams, right? The more The more best ball teams that you have the more you can play DFS during the regular season and the less you can sweat out, you know, every individual transaction. You don't have to do fab as much. Like I like to have yeah. a couple dynasty leagues with in-season management, but it best ball is better. So it's less burdensome for the reasons you just mentioned. But I also think, especially with starting deep rosters, it really means those randos that you're picking matter. And I know like Amico said, that's part of the fun he has in this is, you know, your 28th player and how you're constructing that, it really matters. The strategy late matters quite a bit because people are going to get hurt. People are going to break out. People are going to bust. You're going to need a pretty useful roster top to bottom. And I think having, when you don't have to set a lineup and you set a lot of guys and it's best ball, your whole roster matters a lot more, not just the top half. That is, that is definitely true. There is, more incentive in a best ball setting to not have, you know, total roster cloggers at the bottom, but like guys who actually play or even like archetypes of guys. So an example of a guy that I owned in a fair amount of best ball dynasties last year, but don't own in any where you have to set the lineups is Taylor Gabriel because just of the style of player he is, he was always going to have a few games during the season where he'd end up being a starter You'd never know which week to start him in in weekly management, basically. Right. The guys that are drawing just like stone dead for fantasy value or, you know, like consistent dynasty value in uh, lineup setting league have like real tangible value now in best ball. So, uh, you know, I think that that's perfect. As far as free agency, I like no free agency during the season. I think that makes and then put the free agents into the rookie draft the following year. I think it makes the rookie drafts a bit deeper and a bit more fun. I know Ben Gretsch does a league that I just took over a team in where he does a separate free agent draft and rookie draft. I like it combined. Uh, so I really like the way that works combined with no in-season management. And then, uh, but I'll see what you guys think as far as in-season waivers. And I do like having at least a trading window though in season. So Selling teams that got hit with injuries or just aren't performing well can sell off. Teams that want to buy can buy. So somewhere midseason, we changed it this year in our league, Davis, from week seven to nine as a trading window. We expanded it to week six to ten. So those are two things. Like what what's the in-season trading like and what's the in-season free agency like? So I kind of like the idea of just having it be a week. So people have to decide like they can't sit there and, and hem and haw like you got to make decisions quicker. I feel like that benefits people like me that are always trying to drive the screw in. Um, also, for the teams that are not competing, if you only have one week, uh, there's no like wait and see. You're just like, oh, Case Keenum, he's starting uh, four games the rest of the way. Boom, I'll trade you for a fourth. I don't care. It's not going to benefit me in any way. Yeah. Uh, so I, I kind of think it incentivizes more trades to happen. And also... I, you know, you have to keep the fab open for that long. So if I, I would rather just, 
Well, yeah, I think you do. If people Why? are to, to, <laughs> so that people don't get invalid rosters, right? I mean, oh, you're aren't... saying like a two for one, and then you, you yeah, I'm saying like two space. for one, and then you and then you have either an invalid roster or not enough guys. So I think you just keep no, you, you, open you'll... during that. But we have thirty guys, and we start ten spots. You're not going to have invalid rosters. It's best now... ball scoring. They have invalid rosters, so be it. I mean, they just take the best lineup they possibly can. I don't. Well, and will MFL like let you do that? I don't know if they do. You can have. I guess they'll, they'll let you have guys. less. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you, you, yeah. I was gonna say you could always drop guys. I think that's always fine. Well, you you just take you just take whoever the other person would drop. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And all the rosters would stay at thirty. So I I think I don't think you need in season fit. But I do like as you talk about that. It's kind of interesting because it's the opposite way we're going in our other league, but it does make sense because then. It's less time people have to pay attention. It's one week. And also, one thing that happens in these leagues, someone's the first person who sells off, everyone gets pissed off, right? Because, oh, I didn't get a shot to buy those players. I didn't know you were selling off. If you make it one week and everyone knows, okay, the trades start the Tuesday after week eight or week nine or whatever week it is, you eliminate that from happening, right? Like everyone knows it's going to go down that Tuesday. So I'm starting, I, I don't know. I think that makes, I like that. I never thought of it before. I think I like that idea. I mean, Leone, you think that you like it now. You're really not going to like it when you realize that in practice, that means that I'm going to be able to hoodwink someone, or I'm going to be able to get like the way best of it in a trade. And you're going to tell me that you hate me and that uh, you're quitting the <laughs> league that you're in with me again. Okay. Listen, I don't, the fact you getting the best of it, <laughs> the, here we this, go. This is what you and Drew don't understand. <laughs> a culmination of events. I keep using that term, but you are just the worst. You check all the bad trade etiquette boxes, and then when then when Incorrect. you get the best I of respond it, to, I respond to offers right away. Okay, everyone but that one, and you check all those, and then when you get the best of it, everyone's ticked off because you've already ticked them off a little bit in a thousand other ways and it's just the tipping point yeah but i'm not worried about a one season window giving you some sort of magical trade edge this is this is it really is uh ends justify the means as it pertains to to trading and fantasy football though it also i think shrinks the edge of the brit divines of the world if you've ever done a dynasty where there's some people that are just, I guess that are just like me right now in our offseason league that are bored or whatever and just constantly trying to trade. And those people are going to get more deals done. And as a result of getting more deals, they're going to swindle people more often just out of probability because they're constantly looking for trades. Or if you make it just one week, you know that everyone knows it's happening that week. So I'm, I don't know. Amiko, what do you think? I definitely like the idea of it being one week. I mean, to me, the whole point of best ball is for me to just not have to worry about it during the season at all. So, but if you told me like there's just one week, I don't even care what week it is, where it's like this is the week you make a move and that's it. Like I would pay attention and it would be insane. Like it would just all be right. the most fun week. Best one of the best ideas Davis has ever had is this one week training window. So that's confirmed in. You're gonna have you're gonna have minimum one person that's just like, dude, I didn't know. I missed it. I didn't get to make any moves. I would have traded. So like you just gotta be prepared as the commissioner to know that there's gonna be one person who complains. I've 
I've commissioned. I'm, I, I always end up the commissioner because everyone's like, I want to do this. I want to do that. And no one actually starts the dang thing. And then I'm like, well, I guess I have to do it, which is exactly what's happening with this league we're doing right now. So I'm used to people complaining. So I mean, whatever. I said I wanted to do it, but I as like in the same breath, I said I'm absolutely unwilling to commission anyway. Yeah, I said that, too. But here we are. Who would have so. thought? Look at us. Okay, what about the offseason, Fab? Because I think you need something between the rookie draft and the start of the season. Once a week? Like, once a week? I guy kinda, doesn't want, I, the guy who says what? he plays best ball did not do anything, and he wants once a week Fab over the entire in the summer? Off, in the, no, in the offseason. That's, you know. Oh, bro, ours is... 30-man rosters. I'm going to be spending my whole... I'm going to blow my whole lot on Eric Saubert or whatever the heck I did last year. Like, some guy who's once, not even going to play. Once a month, dude. Once sure. a week. Sure, whatever. That's fine. Just as long as there's one right before the season. Yeah. Because that's, so, like, the most important window. I think this one I got right. It was once a month, July, August, September, and then once the week before the season. So I think it's, like, four total. So like I like I like the idea of just fab during or uh, just first come first serve. Oh, you're nuts! You're nuts! I don't like that. Here, but <laughs> oh, here's and, what Ben uh, Gretsch I work from Gretsch home and I do nothing but follow fantasy news, so it's very advantageous to me. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> be this like is what we talk about when we say you're evil. <laughs> this is what we mean. Because you're gonna force but me you to don't like, have care my phone about out at practice. The quality and, stuff. and the goodness of the league in general. You just care about your own personal edge. So no, we're not doing this. <laughs> I do think though. What about Gretch does this, and I end up really liking it, particularly because I missed the fab period. But you do the fab period, and then the next day only is it's first come first serve. Yeah, so I, you yeah that's fab, I like weird. that. Yeah, I like that a lot. You okay. inevitably will miss a fab a fab window. So no. So another huge part about that is um, if someone drops someone by accident or drops someone that you think that they shouldn't during that first come first serve, that person does not go back into the waiver pool. They're just dropped. Like they're just done. So I'm 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 not going to name names, but a very uh, like a like a well known fantasy analyst that I'm in a league with dropped Carry On Johnson in a dynasty league last year. Um, like because I just for whatever reason dropped dropped carry on Johnson and I I get the email notification on my fantasy league and I run to go get there, right? Like I'm my little fingers are moving as fast as I can to go pick him up. And Jeff Collins beat me to it. Jeff Collins was was also on his computer already there and beat me to carry on Johnson. So that player gets to go into the fab next fab period though right no, or that no player if you're dropped in the first come first first come first serve period you are free game the second you're dropped i'm not do- doing that no that's a they, that's a sick sweat that's like a good sweat yeah I mean, for someone who's sitting are... at their computer all day because their job is to look at the fantasy football news all day it is probably sweet you still I, lost I didn't it when i lost i, I know lost. that's embarrassing for but you it's a sweat though just always, no. it, it doesn't work and it, it does it works better in a league with weekly management where people are going to be paying more attention just by the fact that it's weekly management. Oh, and like in a 30 man roster, if someone's dropping someone really good, like that, yeah, that not, person probably does not exist in this league. Yeah. I so they're gonna go, they're not they're on a waiver period. They don't get people that get dropped can go in the next fab period. That's it. 
Fair enough. So July 1st, August 1st, September 1st, and the Sunday before week one, Fab runs. And the day after, first come, first serve for 24 hours. Done. And players that are dropped are in the first come, first serve? No. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to sneak it in like in the 2021 first. Trying to sneak it in. Lots of 21. Give me the strength and the wisdom. (laughs) Oh. Leone, I can't help but notice that the league that you and I are in, no one quit. People threatened to quit. No one, no one quit. I didn't say anyone was actually going to quit. How, I can how, show you. If if Dink and I make another trade where we are just clear winners, will you just fold the league? Will you just go on the MFL and just delete it? I mean, no, I I wouldn't. But I do have, let me see. I'm about to rage quit the league. I won't lie is an actual text message I received. Honestly, people are way more resilient than that. People are more resilient than that. That turns into, I just want to beat them. And then they stay and they they lose for the next three years. (laughs) I know you're not comprehending this, but there's like, this is not a a one trade. People got mad about issue. (laughs) Someone offered me Marquise Goodwin in a trade for Lamar Jackson. And I've had it out for the league since then. Well, (laughs) you, you joined a league with half, super casuals and the person who's just never played dynasty football in their life. And I'm sure it wasn't just Marquis Goodwin for Lamar Jackson. It wasn't. I'm I sure it was probably. horrible. Don't get me wrong. But the, the point is, is that you don't you know these people, these people that have never played in a dynasty league in their lives. And then you well, went and berating, berating people off. just goes with the territory. If you're not berating people that you play in fantasy football, I'm not sure you're doing it right. Berating My, comes to the territory. You're the guy who doesn't isn't the commissioner that has to keep everyone happy. Fair These enough. People that so, are just like, what the heck? I just want to have some fun, and this guy's making fun of me, and I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> we gotta we gotta talk about we gotta talk about um scoring settings in terms of the playoffs right in terms of oh so 12 teams who makes the playoffs what are the payout what like what's the right payout structure and all that so the thing i do in my league that everyone hates so you're not going to do it in your league is i like giving i like paying out the points getters from weeks one to 16 and having nothing to do with the playoffs just reward the teams that scored the most points throughout the season it's best ball i think that rewards the best teams and then just do a regular playoffs and the half the prize pool gets split half and half people seem to absolutely hate that though so i'm guessing that's not the way you want to go i like that i like the idea of paying because i was i was gonna say like you gotta pay you gotta give something to like regular season points leader or something like that and that's basically what this does but also gives a little chunk to other people because I, I think like I don't know if you're thinking about people like, how are people mad are that it's play. not regular season. I like to go one to sixteen because it's best ball and there's no like I, I feel like if it's not part of the playoff system, it's arbitrary to cut it off at the end of the regular season. The regular season only yeah. exists to make a playoffs for the head to head. So the points have nothing to do with that. It incentivizes people to play too, I think, because it's like, you know, well, if you can just if you can be the high <laughs> No, but I'm just saying like to not like give up on the current season because if you yeah. if you you could recoup your buyback by just having like a couple of big weeks and then all of a oh sudden, no I was done. saying I, I okay I misworded that I was saying the aggregate weeks one to sixteen point getter oh okay that's what I was gonna say so that's fine but I the did aggregate. I 
I thought you were getting real crafty on me, and I was I was kind of no, no, it. not not the I don't like the weekly high points. I don't know, I don't like that one. But it's the good thing too. It's best ball, so like people can't really quit and like totally tank because they just have no choice what the roster does. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, if you watch this on Sports Grid and you liked it, uh, go ahead and let us know. Forward it to your buddies if you want to go ahead and start a league with them. And uh, we will be back tomorrow with more Daily Roto Hour content. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.